Adam, I swear to God, you're the one that called upon the reviews last time. I did not. I you? swear. Doug, no. can you can you speak up, Doug? I know, I, I, you know what? I'll I have to go back did. to the old files, but I thought you did too. Oh, you yeah. thought I did? Yeah, 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 yeah. and you yeah. even see you, me too. That's three against one. No, you even brought it up because on the last one, okay, you uh, said. So here's the thing: What do you guys want back? Because I know you guys are wrong. So what would you like to lose to me? <laughs> are we gonna, yeah. are we gonna wager yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, let's wager. Let's, uh, we can do a gentleman's bet. Okay. Okay. Just yeah. say, uh, how about this? See if I'm mm. right and you guys are wrong on air. You guys will say, uh, "You're my bitch." Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to. That's, that's, yeah. far, uh, that's a little that's, harsh. I want to yeah. open. Why don't we just yeah. shave our heads or something? I'm, uh, <laughs> on the off chance that I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants that? Let's, you can let's stick this in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam. No. Okay. This is what we'll do. This is what we're going to do. All I know is. <laughs> I want you. I want. Okay. And you have to do it creatively. So Justin will appreciate this. One time you have to interject. I love butt sex somewhere in the episode. <laughs> Huh? If you lose the bet, <laughs> I have if, to say I love butt sex. Yeah, but in a creative, creative way. way somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I love this idea. Already. Right? Is it greater? Yeah, let's, let's bet on that. I like that bet. All right. All right. All right. There we go. Why don't you say it, Adam? Well, if I lose, I, if I lose, I will. It's true. If, <laughs> if I lose, I will. Because I could have sworn last time you called upon. I know you. I a lot of reviews. It, I'm going to make it like my Tourette's. You got 16. So you got 16 reviews. I called for reviews this time, and we got 17. I think. You just don't. You just want to avoid the fact that I got more reviews. No, that's why I know. I was like, okay, Doug, you yes. you have to be the enforcer on this. This no. is going to be the rule. Okay, okay. Oh when we record on Thursday, no. if you, so, you have homework. Doug. I'm doubting you, myself you, now. You I never go, doubt myself. We just did I it. On know, the, right? It was only. It was. We, we can go back. It's one week. Yeah, it's like a week back. Yeah. We so when I when you stick with it. Yeah. When, and you know what? I bet you one of our listeners could probably tell us fast enough. So probably. if you're on the forum, if you episode t- 35, you said yeah. Yeah, we have those. It wasn't me. It wasn't me who called called for the twenty. So I I don't know who called for the twenty. No, no, Sal, you called for twenty. This last time I did, and then I said just to show you that I can get more. One and yeah, we'll make this competitive. (laughs) So you had sixteen. That's what we thought. That's what we think. You thought I called for a number. Yeah. What do you think I called? No, you called for twenty, but you got sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I called exactly. I called for twenty. Called for twenty, and I get seventeen. Okay. So you did. So if I one up if I lose this bet, then that's what we're gonna do. Then you have to say you like butt sex. So now I call for twenty. Because you guys are awesome and you love me the most. Yeah, give Justin twenty. So we have right? seventeen reviews, which is a come new, on guys, a new record. But Justin now wants twenty. Yeah, he wants he, twenty. Because please, never to I him. Need it. He's never satisfied that selfish. Please, I'll do anything. That selfish whore. <laughs> you guys, you know, give me some you know, ideas, and uh, we'll see. I'll see what I can do. What? <laughs> All right. Well, good. Give Justin his twenty, 20. reviews. <laughs> Boom, just like that. Yeah. So we got uh, seventeen reviews. Four shirts are going out. One, two. Three, four. Yes. I can count. <laughs> Good job. He's the count. That's, he sounded like the count from Sesame Street. Oh, Sesame Street. I, I, almost, two, uh, uh, I almost did that. You know, yeah. three, uh, peanut butter uh, jelly uh, sandwich. Four. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so let me read these off. We have Damon GT, Flex 1030, Fit Geek 322, mm. and yeah, Oh, yeah. damn, it's Alex. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, damn. damn, it's Alex. Brother of Oh, snap, it's Mark. Get your shirts. <laughs> Get your shirts. Get them while they're hot. Yes. So uh, please send your iTunes name, mailing address, your shirt size oh, to Jess. iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. All right, are you guys ready? Yes. Oh, I'm ready. 
Am I Adam, are you, are you ready? I'm ready. For the greatest show the world has ever known? The, the greatest, greatest show It's the greatest Earth. show on radio, Mind mm-hmm. Pump Radio. This is the greatest. Hosted by three great dudes, one super attractive one, one really strong one, and one intelligent one. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and then the guy that produces everything. Were you guys just talking about yourself yeah. the whole time? <laughs> just us. It's we, all the same guy. We had an inside thing. <laughs> you know what I'm like, saying? We got to really build ourselves up, Adam. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen listening right now, go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check out our super bundle. That's nine months of exercise program. It's all of our math programs put mm. into one on discount. It's available right now, mindpumpmedia.com. Yeah. Uh, it's bigger than that Avengers movie. Uh, so, Adam, tell me about your workout where you did the front squat that you're so proud of. <laughs> what do you mean? He was wearing the one that, leggings, apparently. The one that you sent pictures, your video of to everybody. What do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is how. This is what I think. It's uh, why it's a placebo effect, right? It's a. It's a new gym I'm in. Okay, eight thousand square feet. It's like a total. Um, you Maybe know, they didn't weigh their weights properly. Yeah. It's. It's got like the the. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You fucking dick. You <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. I, I just, they do use CrossFit weights there, so it, it is CrossFit it, weights. It is suspect oh, a little no. bit. They say CrossFit uh, on I'm that? Not, I'm not. No, they don't say CrossFit, but you know CrossFit weights. They, they So I love it. Yeah, It's the same size as a 45, and it's just as thick, and it's 10 pounds. Yeah. yeah. You know, those ones, they, they literally they have well, they're, they're like, they're like porous, right? rubber, porous, like, I don't even know. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It was last time I was in there, so this was this was the time before last. I just did front squats last time I was there. The time before last. Last, I use the they have this like indoor turf field, and it's all like glass. And you're like in a fishbowl, so people are always look. It's like the new, it's the new gym inside the gym, right? Mm, great for creepers. So, oh, totally. So people mm. are like watching me work out. Yeah. And so I grab the the 45 and I put those those big tens on there. <laughs> and I just do, in case people might, you know, oh, totally mistake. Yeah. And I do walking lunges, and oh. like all these people are stopping and pointing. And Whoa, like, Whoa, dude, this guy. Yeah, I was walking all the way up That's and down and back does. and forth in the field with with the, the 45 <laughs> bar and then tens on. But the tens look like ginormous 45, so everybody was like super impressed the one thing crossfit got right especially when i made it look hella easy and then i just take it right off my shoulder and the funny thing is that shit probably burned by the time you made it back and forth oh yeah goddamn well that's why these tens are killing me yeah it was pretty tough as it was so (laughs) but uh, so what happened with your front squat what made you decide to was it because of my taunting was it because i kept poking at you mm, with the front squat was it it my invitations you know what actually it's funny probably you're probably right that is totally what? that is totally my personality. Right. That, but indirectly, Straight up mind like I didn't I didn't go in going yeah exactly I totally got ninja by you right there because you were throwing jabs about my not having a front squat because I was talking about my back squat. Listen, I'm, like, let me just tell you a secret real quick, okay? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to play this game anymore. We already know. I only pick the things that I am good at. So yeah. it's, it looks random, like front squat, but that's because I can front squat pretty well, and I know you didn't. It's not because it's some special movement, except for the deadlift. That is a special movement. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, we pick and choose our battles. But this is totally the the inner, inner competitive side of me for sure. I'm sure uh, subconsciously I've been extra motivated to get my front squat up. It's just not one of my favorite uh, exercises. Not because I don't think it's effective. I think it's extremely effective. It's just uncomfortable. It's, it I have, fucking hurts. Well, you're more mobile now, bro. It, it, you well, got shoulders, you got wrists, you got knees. You know what? I didn't even think mobile. of that. Dude, it's a lot easier for you now. I didn't think of that because be the reason why you didn't do front squats was because you used to always... Can I, you mind if I talk about what yeah, you go, used to say? Yeah, go ahead and talk shit about me. He, he <laughs> used to like, say... Do you, mind I, do you mind? Do you mind if I talk shit about oh, you real quick? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, you, you know what? He could have said, said yes. I would have said it anyway. He used to tell me, like, it's uncomfortable. I can't hold the bar with my arms. My shoulders are too tight. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel right. It feels like the bar's going to choke me. Like, he'd make all these con- these excuses. 
And it's actually <laughs> no, but it's because. But so then you did maps green. You did maps performance. You did a whole cycle mm. of that. Yeah. And now you're doing all this shit you could never do before. Front squat, Z press, like all these different things. Oh, and, and even back to doing like the walking lunges, things like that. I'm getting back to that. Well, you know, I guess this is a good topic to bring up really quick. Um, I mentioned it to you, and you wanted me to talk about it on the radio, and I was like, "Do I? I don't really want to admit that, dude." Uh, he, here's what happened when when Maps originally got introduced to me way back when, right? So when I first got introduced to Maps Red from you before we even started Mind Pump or any of that stuff, and and I decided to train and go through it, um, I fell in love with it. I fell in love uh-huh. with going from the bro splits to to training this way, and I, my body was responding like crazy. And it was being a trainer, being uh, I like to think a pretty educated guy. Uh, in the field, I was just, I could not believe that something like this had gotten by me. Like, holy shit, as hard as I've been training for so long, you know, had I been focused more on my frequency opposed to these, you know, intense bro splits, uh, how much were, or how far would my physique be now? So now here's the, the drawback is in, this is what I'm guilty of. And the reason why I think you wanted me to share, because obviously if I'm probably guilty of it, there's probably hundreds and possibly thousands of listeners out there guilty of the same thing. So buyer beware. When you start to train this way, it once again, and why we preach about this, why we have multiple programs and phases, mm-hmm. is I got stuck in doing maps red, and I really got stuck in phase one for long periods of time because I was in, I was loving the strength gains, I was right. loving the gains I was seeing in my body, and so I was addicted to that way of training in that mm-hmm. phase. Now I found myself, and it, I, I went from the guy who used to pride himself on like confusing and, and every workout being crazy and all these different movements, and I was I was all about everything, multi planning or all that stuff, to going over to the the major core lifts, a barbell. Yeah, you comp- were, you just did that. That's all you did. Yes, I remember yeah. the compound movements because I was so blown away by how few of exercises I had to do to produce as much or better results from all this other shit that I was doing. But that being said, then I confined myself to that for so long. And then I started to notice a lot of imbalances. That's when I started getting issues with my shoulder. I started getting issues with my back, my forearm. All these little things started happening. And it wasn't until like I went through green to like the light bulb finally go off that, holy shit, you know, this is why. Like I just haven't trained like this in so long. And I've put to sleep a lot of these little tiny muscles, which have caused imbalances, which end up causing aches and pains in other areas. And I think this happens to a lot of people and they don't realize well, it. What happens is mm-hmm. here's 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 what I think truly happens in that scenario because I too can get stuck in that that maps anabolic you know maps red phase one style training because like you said the gains come fast the strength gains come fast you feel like yeah. an animal you feel tight and solid and it's you you get your appetite goes up libido goes up it really causes a lot of changes I'm not making that up by the way that's one of the number one uh, side effects that people report is uh, libido enhancement and you know they get hungrier. But if when you get stuck in that in that phase, what happens is you get really, really, really strong. So you went from deadlifting, let's say four hundred pounds would be the heaviest you ever went, to no, now you're pulling five hundred pounds. I when I deadlifted before, no, when I deadlifted, I never went over two twenty five. Okay, so, so you my went, whole training career, right. I never lifted over two twenty five on deadlifts. Okay, so check this out: you went from two twenty five to pulling over five hundred pounds. The imbalances you had before just become more apparent 
I think that's what happens because you're lifting more now. It's like if I yeah. if I jack you're pressuring up pressuring the hinges. Yeah, like if I if I jack up my car with way more horsepower, every little detail is going right. to going to going to be more every important loose to prevent bolt it. is going to be yes. you know spin right off. Yeah. This is where I disagree. No, I'm not saying I'm this not. Is where, this I'm is where not I disagree. I'm so not th- saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is. When you get to that, when it's, that starts to happen, you need it becomes way more important oh, okay, to do that yes. other kind of training. Oh, yeah. It's always important. No, I get what you're saying. It's just way more important because no, you're, you're moving s- big weights. No, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. you're going to exaggerate any balance. Yes. You're going to, any, any sort of imbalance or deviation is going to be exaggerated by tenfold mm. because of how heavy and which, Yes. But, yeah, and, then, and so that, what that reminds me of is like when you get competitive, like competitive power lifters or, you know, like... They, a lot of times, I guess, I mean, this probably isn't the case with all of them. I'm sure there's smart guys out there that will do this, but like, you know, will vary up their training style for, for a period of time and really focus on that in order to then enhance, you know, where they were at. They might start back a little bit and then work their way back up, but it's going to be exponential. But what I, what I typically see is, you know, these sleeves and these wrist wraps and these, you know, braces and, uh, Band-Aids. you know, band-aids everywhere everything supporting everything to try and hold it together and it's because they don't put that emphasis on you know joint health and and, and strength intense uh ability and in, in range of motion and um you know that once you stop you know once you neglect that part of uh, your body you're gonna you're gonna feel the aches and pains of it and the result is a guy who hated front squats didn't mm-hmm. do them because he couldn't to you just sent us a video of you front squatting 315 which is a decent amount of weight boom and it was a ass to grass front squat yeah no, which we, you're gonna have to post now that i'm talking about you have to put it up no it's so posted people can see it's it. posted on <laughs> oh, oh never mind yeah it's posted <laughs> he was he was yeah at mind, on mind, that pump, one. mind pump adam i didn't i didn't tag you i meant to tag you to kind of to kind of poke at you a little yeah. bit because tell it let you but know you don't want you don't want here to. i <laughs> no you already got me that's a, you don't want to do that <laughs> you poke okay tell me i can't front squat i'll fucking front squat I'm here pick, i come here i, pick, I, come. I was like exercise. i'm all into mobility right now you know like, I'm gonna why, pick, why I'm, you get me all competitive i'm gonna pick another exercise yeah. <laughs> like a four like a wrist curl you know what's much like a wrist curl this is why i got into like competing too like that's the part of competing i like like i didn't like I didn't care about all the other shit that I think most people care about with it. I just enjoyed the com- the competitive side of pushing my body and learning about my body, uh, what I can do with it. Taking all the, the science that I do know and understand and having to apply it. And that's why I like something like that. Like, okay, tell me I can't front squat very much. Let me show you. Let me apply my science. Let me get after it and see what I can what I can do and what amount of time. So, uh, to me, that's the fun. I love that. I think that's what keeps me going. You know, that's what keeps me training. Is I enjoy uh, small little competitive. And even when I went to mobility, like I even approached Maps Performance with a competitive side. It was just a different mind shift. Everybody was like, everybody was so concerned when Performance first came out. Like. Oh well, you know, am I going to get am I going to get stronger? Am I going to have these huge gains? I'm like, well, your focus is different. You know, it's maybe that will be a result of it. You know, it could most certainly be a result of it. Because- I love all the people that now have gone through who come back and then go to like their traditional lifting and they're just hitting PRs well, left and right. We've also had like athletes on there that you know are like, oh, I tried out for the football team. I made the football team. Yeah, my movement was amazing. My speed was you know phenomenal. Like, there's different adaptations. We don't we don't really like highlight a lot because it's a very bodybuilder like physique focused type of a radio station. You know, a lot of 
of times and, and our listenership is very heavy in those regards but uh like let's be honest the the way that your body moves is is paramount for athletics and of course and, and that's you know that's the big highlight there so it's less sexy but guess what it's very sexy on the field or on the basketball court or in the swimming or whatever it is well i i um you know i don't know if we're super heavy competitor or like that i get what you're saying i think uh i think just people don't realize the importance of it yeah i think that uh well, they're trying to pr like these staple lifts right yeah. that, that's either the focus or it's like what does my body look like yeah that, that's where i'm coming from no exactly and and when you, someone hears about a program like that like they did people were like Oh, so am I, is this going to increase this or is it going to do this? Well, you know, it's hard to say until you go through it, what, what your body needs. What I can say, when I went through it, it was something that just, I couldn't believe how little range of motion that I had until I really, I didn't consider it. revealed it for you. Yes, it, it, reve- wow. it revealed a lot. And and then my my focus now became that. I had, I had this new competitive mindset with my flexibility and my mobility. It was like, man, I, I'm going to try and be so religious about, you know, doing these, these exercises every single day because I want to see how fast I can progress my flexibility, my range of motion. And what, and then after that, what is that going, how's that going to reflect everything else I do? So for me, that was like, that was a competitive, I was not like paying attention. Like, Oh, am I, am I pressing more 15 more pounds than what I was three months right. ago? Oh, well, I'm not, a, this must be a crap program. Yeah. It's yeah. such a stark <laughs> contrast though, you know, like going from that. That's why it's such a, I think it's such a benefit to people because it's been so neglected. It's like that part of the program that like people are like, Oh yeah, I should be doing that. You know, and now we made an emphasis on it. And uh, that's, it's just like the, the lifting less reps, you know, that's whole different thing for a lot of people I've never experienced. Well, a lot of people haven't focused just on range of motion and, and being more mobile and helping, you know, your joints uh, uh, get to that optimal uh, uh, function. And that really helps your body feel good. And, and it helps it to improve uh, overall performance, which then bleeds right back into strength once we get around to it. I think the more that people start to look at health and fitness and wellness as like a like a four four year or eight year degree, uh, it'll start to make more sense. Versus like yeah. everybody wants like the, this this short quick answer, and you just there's no way around it. There's so many and I, like being a lawyer, like you just can't. Hey, could you just teach me how to be a lawyer real quick? Like yeah. <laughs> they would laugh at you, right? Yeah. But why why do we think something as complex as a body is any more different? I mean, it, I mean, it, it really is like you have, there's so many laws that you need to learn about the body and, and how it works and how it responds to things that it's like, it's this education process. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've been, we've been indulged in this for 15, 20 years and we're still learning, yeah. you know, we're still learning. So I think that's a lot of what mind pump was all about was trying to encourage those to, to, to do that, to start now. If you haven't started now, start now because it's not a fucking six month or a one year or even a two year or a five year journey. You're going to be continuing to learn about your, mm-hmm. your, your body and how it responds. And you know what people that, and I have friends, man, and it, it kills me because some of them are like my really close friends that have the attitude like, oh, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to, I'm going to die when I die or what that. I'm just like, man, 
it's and I think Sal yeah. said this one time. It's not it's not about how long you live. It's about the quality of your life right now. Like if you I and I see my peers that are 35, 40 years old and the the quality of life that they have in comparison and you know to each their own. Live your life how you want to, but I'm sorry, man. Like if you don't start figuring out the the health and wellness side and the importance of resistance training, the importance of eating correctly and taking care of your body, like you know, it will catch up sooner or later. And you know what? It sucks right now because you say it at 30, 40 years old, like, ah, I don't give a fuck. Well, you know what? We'll see how you how you think when when you're 65. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh shit, I wish I would have. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Versus right now. Sure, it doesn't matter to you right now because you're functioning. But everybody, once they get hit by hit hit with that that truck, right? The drive with some crazy disease or some crazy autoimmune thing or something that's, you know, chronic that they have now that, oh, fuck, if I could have went back and started learning about my body a little sooner, you know, where would I be now? Where is it? It's the mobility eagle. (gasps) No, it's the Q&A. It's the qua. It's the motherfucking qua. (laughs) It's the quee qua. It just did a handstand on your face. (laughs) It poops golden egg eggs. <laughs> Doug, give it whoa, give whoa. it to us raw, yeah, yeah, Doug. Yeah, yeah. Give it to us raw. Off here. It'll stretch its All right. We'll turn it on. Yeah, I'm turning it on here. That was right. lo- I think that was the longest intro we've ever done to a Q&A. Probably. Yeah. Mm. Adam, we're answering up. our own questions. Yeah. Adam kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first question is from Alessandro Thierry. Does protein powder increase the chance of kidney stones? This was, since this is my paisano, I don't know him, but like, like that name sounds really fun to say, <laughs> Alessandro. Alessandro, that's a nice name. Uh, well, this reminds me of the post you just recently did about uh, protein powders. protein powders. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, with that? Uh, they just tested the. Uh, I forgot which university, University of Stockton, New Jersey, just tested a bunch of um, protein powders. They they took six major companies and found that none of them had the branched chain amino acid amounts that they said they they had. In, in their bottles. So it was bu- all bullshit. And these are big companies, Muscle Milk. And like half or like more, Cellucor right? and Optimum yeah. Nutrition. And I mean, they were just totally off, so it was disgusting. But anyway, besides that, um, does protein powder increase the chance of kidney stones? A very high-protein diet will increase the chance of kidney stones. Um, that's actually documented. If you go to your doctor, they'll tell you mm. eating too much protein, um, animal proteins in particular, um, can increase uh, the risk of kidney stones because what, they reduce levels well, of citrate, which is a chemical in urine that prevents what about stones from forming. Uric acid and uh, gout and all that. Same thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> these are all. I mean, these are all medical conditions um, that they will recommend. Now, here's the thing with kidney stones: um, increases the chances, but people are a lot of people are either prone to them or they're not. So I know people who eat. I mean, we all know people who eat very low protein diets and get these kidney stones all the time. I mean. Uh, I have a family member that gets uh, once a year will get kidney stones, mm. <clears throat> and then other people live their whole lives without them. So, but if you're prone to kidney stones, a very high protein diet will definitely increase your risk. So I'd say um, listen to your doctor. Number one, listen to my. Well, we knew, we knew this from back in uh, <clears throat> what was it Adkins when Adkins this was the big what what put the kibosh on that right? I mean, it was the bit in the seventies, eighties when it when the, uh, Atkins. Well, first. Atkins got big in the nineties. Well, no, I think he was, first came it out was revisited. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. the nineties. I think it was the seventies when he first came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it came out early on, and then that was the backlash <laughs> was the the kidney stones and what are, what else happened? I think. Well, you it was about the high protein intake, but you have to understand that uh, the kidneys do filter out protein. Now, studies will show that a high protein intake is safe. But what studies consider high protein and what the supplement industry and the bodybuilding community consider high protein are two different things. 
you know, they'll test people who eat, you know, 0.5 to 0.8 grams per pound of, of body weight. And, and sometimes it's even per pound of lean body weight. So if it's a 160 pound male, he's got 25 pounds of fat on him. That they're not going 160 grams of protein. They're going towards lean body mass. But they'll show that that's safe. The amounts that are recommended by supplement companies and bodybuilders and, and you know, Instagram idiots um, <laughs> that you eat, you know, one and a half, two grams per pound of body weight. So if you're 150 pounds and you eat 300 grams of protein or 400 grams of protein for 200 pounds, that's extreme and that likely is not good for you. It's very likely that that's bad for you long term. So I would I would avoid going crazy with that. Oh, and by the way, it's not going to give you any more gains. So yeah, the, the moral of it is stay uh, go for Whole Foods always. I used to tell clients even even back before all the shit came out with supplements, even when uh, I was okay with people taking uh-huh. them, I'd still tell a client that you know when we take supplements, just in your mind we're we're cheating, where we're not following your plan. You know we want to always get after Whole Foods. That is ideal. I understand if you have a busy day at work and where you don't get enough protein or something in, and then you you need to get that in because you were so under on that day, then yeah, by all means. But I don't want you in your head to think that this should be something that is regular in your diet. It should be like, oh, whoops, mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't get what I needed, so I at least got a bar in or I at least got a shake in. And so that's kind of the mentality that even myself I've always treated is like I kind of know where I need to be every day protein wise. I'm always going after Whole Foods. If I were ever to reach for a bar or a shake. It's it's a it's like me reaching for the slice of pizza that we had last week. You know what I'm saying? I had the same mentality. It's not ideal for my body. Um, am I will I intake it every once in a while? Then sure, I'm gonna try to minimize as minimal damage as I possibly can. Tastes good. Speaking of pizza, Pump for Pizza is asking <laughs> on a scale from zero to never, how often should I do cardio? <clears throat> is each okay zero? To, is that, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't yeah, because zero sense. is never and never is never. <laughs> I think maybe zero to infinity. I think maybe he's being funny. I think he's saying like, "Hey, on a scale of never, yeah, when yeah. should I do cardio? Like, you should Team never no do cardio." Sweat. Cardio. Here's the thing with cardio. Cardiovascular activity is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, cardiovascular activity done properly will probably help you build muscle because it's good for you. Doing too much cardio is not good for you. Just like doing too much of anything is not good for you. So. I would recommend for the average person, average gym rat that just wants to build muscle and, and burn body fat, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, a couple days, two, three days a week is plenty. If you can walk outside or go for a hike, that's ideal. I would treat it just like you treat you know, your, your resistance training in, in a phasal approach. So for me, like I'm, I'm going through a phase right now where I am doing a bit of hit cardio and my body's enjoying it, but I'm not going to be here very long. You know, I'm going to go right back to uh, focusing on neat or or getting back to like low to moderate intensity um, just to get movement. Like really, it's the accumulation of movement. And so I don't want to be too intense for very long in that. You know, let's let's let the body, you know, recover and, and get all the benefits of always striving to adapt. Yeah, see, I don't I don't even like if I if I'm going to want to do cardio, my first pick is to go outside and go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I get way more benefit from doing that. I get right. to be outside. Um, moving outside seems to feel better for me. It's not quite as boring. If I can go with someone, if I could take a friend with me, that's even better because we could talk. And next thing you know, I went for you know an hour walk. I do notice when I do cardio like that or other types of cardio consistently that um, my workouts with weights are better. I notice when I do too much cardio that my my, my workouts suffer right. in the gym. But it's good for you. So I'd say don't, don't not do it. You know, don't never do it. I'm allergic to it. The cardio? Yeah. 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 I'm allergic to yeah. it. You know, I, eat- I have to kind of like voice a little bit because I know you guys are like, you know, oil and water with it. Yeah. Well, you know. I actually enjoy it, so. 
Yeah, I don't enjoy it at all whatsoever. The only reason why I ever do some of it <laughs> is just in case someone talks shit to me and says I can't run 12 on a, on a treadmill or go run a mile under a certain amount of time. So I do just enough to know I can still do it. Uh, and, and, and I, I say that kind of like being a smart ass, but I'm, I'm, I'm being very serious. Like I, I'll never let myself go months on end without getting on a treadmill and seeing what I can run at or go taking a, a real aggressive hike somewhere, doing something that puts that demand on my heart. Like I absolutely will do that. Or I'll just, even just taking a brisk walk at a, you know, all the way at a 15 or 12 or 15% incline will get that heart rate pumping really good. Yeah. So I, I intermittently it, do stuff like this. Other than that, I'm a hundred percent focused on neat. I, I find like what Sal was saying, taking a stroll or doing that uh, is, and here's the way I, I also, I should back up a little bit. It, when I'm getting ready for something, photo shoot, video stuff we're doing, Vegas trip, competition, those things, then cardio is very much so. <laughs> those in the Vegas trip. Vegas yeah. trip. Yeah. Always there. Hey, th- those are the re- real, <laughs> truth be told, those are the times that I'm doing cardio. Now, those times are happening quite often in my life. I'm doing one of those things. So if, so uh, when I talk about, you know, I joke about being allergic to cardio, well, I pretty much try and do it as little as I possibly can. But in reality, uh, you know, I do it a lot. Well, let me ask you this. Do you do anything when you're doing cardio? What do you mean? Like, do you read... Do you listen to audiobooks? Well, do you- I do when I do neat, when I'm walking, when I'm walking. See, that's the thing for me. Like I that w- that's what makes me enjoy it is I'll yeah. read or I'll listen to something. Yeah. That's cuz it's productive. I'll do that, but then I'll also I what I enjoy about it like it, it's the express it's the expression of power and strength that I've accumulated, you know, in my training. So I, I like to do like things that are explosive. Like sludge hammers. Yeah, yeah. like I like oh, well, to see that, that translate. That's not it's cardio. cardio, dude. It's, no, what it's I mean high is, intensity cardio. What I mean is is that when we're saying cardio on the show yeah nobody thought that i know but that i'm trying to like yeah. rebrand that and yeah. like have people realize that well, that's that fun. is cardio it's fun you can make it fun you could fucking punch stuff and that's cardio you know what's yeah actually <laughs> that's what i do i'm glad you said i don't that. run no no no. i'm glad you I said this stuff. because yeah. this is also why justin has such a problem with crossfit because there is lots of this type of cardio mm-hmm. built into every single wod, when in reality you use it intermittently, just like we do too. Exactly. Same same type of. I ment- treat it as cardio. I don't treat it as like this never ending circuit of power and strength and everything combined, you know, and gymnastics on top of that. So know, how would normally like stupid. let's say what was the last thing you did? Sledgehammer. What was the last thing you just did? So the last thing I just did, uh, I did some sled sprints. You know, <laughs> yeah, do that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. You got a couple gang fights. Uh, yeah, no, I do like I do I do what I hate is I, I hate how <laughs> everything now like you said it's CrossFit like I do double unders or something with with uh you know a speed rope and all of a sudden now I'm doing CrossFit but um <laughs> I'll do that, you know, cuz I and, and the last thing I did too, I was just working on uh uh my Muay Thai kicks again because I wanted to get back into it a little bit and just see if I had that kind of snap I used to have with my leg. And so I've been kicking the shit out of the bag and it feels great, you know, and I I like to like revisit that quite frequently because it feels good, man. It feels good to like uh have that like where I'm boom, I'm reacting, you know, and it's quick and it's punchy and I love it. I'm not I'm not I'm not there to like uh have shitty form and be fatigued. If that makes sense, yeah. I the time that we the, the few times we've worked out together, I loved the end of the workout when we would bust out the sled or whatever and do some weird you know shit. I loved it. I felt so good afterwards. Yeah, I just I don't have the facilities for that right now. But next question is from Jay Cisneros. Does sleep position affect posture? Oh sure. 
Absolutely. Sleeping position? Yeah, just like sit, he asked if just like it was like sitting at a desk. Yeah, like, all positions will affect your posture if you're staying them long enough. Definitely. Well, yeah. that's why it's a big deal. I mean, if you're you sleep for eight hours, you know that's like being sitting at a desk for eight hours. Now, mind you, you're closer to the anatomical position laying in bed mm-hmm. than you are ever sitting in a chair. So, I would say uh, how we sleep is less detrimental than sitting in a desk, wouldn't you say? I think so. I mean, if you're sleep like at a twenty-four hours, if you sleep eight, there's a lot more hours of the day that you're awake. And moving and doing stuff, so that's going to make a, a bigger impact. But if you're if you're sleeping in like a shitty bed, and you've got pain and it's causing you to move a certain way because of that, yeah, I could see that. Um, sleeping on the floor for some people is great. I personally love sleep on the floor with like a thin pad. I feel uh, better when I wake up in the morning, like but realigned almost. I don't know. I just I just at first I don't like it, but now I like it. I like yeah. sleeping. On something hard. Don't, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. I just, I love that too. You like bouncing up and down on yeah, something like, hard. I, well, we got it. Didn't even need to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> just, we should just, we should have just looked at each other with silent right Don't there. laugh. We just laughed immediately. Yeah. Actually, help it. Doug, if you could remember this at that part right there, where we at time wise right now? Yeah, put that in the front. Edit, edit like a like a fifteen second like dead silent after he said I that. Like sleeping on something yeah. hard. Can I like you do that? Can you, can you do like a that's a, that's a too long. Put it on a loop. Fifteen seconds is too long. Like yeah. a like a seven or eight second. Why don't Why don't we all not make fun of me? Yeah. Why don't we do that? <laughs> and then put a boing noise in. Why don't we? Boing? Yes. Yes. Like a I like sleeping on something hard. Boing. Then silence. You guys are twelve. I hope Doug does this. You guys are twelve years old. Do you guys ever get like any? pain from sleeping like a shoulder or no but you know what sometimes uh, uh do you guys ever notice how some people like you know like a pregnant woman or some people put a pillow between their legs that. yeah right. yeah that does help yeah, yeah. my lower back yep so does, does it bother your back when to, when you don't do that where I, do you where do you i don't do it anymore i sleep kind compl- my back i sleep on my back facing up you don't snore i do sometimes yeah yeah what, what, what justin you said you put the pillow between your legs uh-huh. but is it because your back yes yeah, see i know it's because of my hips your hips. My back is fine, but then I'll feel like I get a little bit of um, almost like inflammation at the, right at the point of my hip where the, the top of the IT band is. Uh-huh. So then I'll put a pillow yeah. in between my legs. Well, you you when I used to sleep, I or used a small to small puppy. When I was younger, I was a, sli- a side sleeper <laughs> up until I was like twenty something. Um, but you brought something to my attention that I feel like has to be because there was a there, I went through a transition from somewhere like and I wish I remember it was somewhere in my twenties. And up until that point, I was always between pillow between my legs. Had to, I slept on my side. Then I got to the point where I couldn't even do that. So now I only sleep on my back. And it was you who made the point about me having a really broad shoulders to a narrow yeah. waist. You know, almost abnormal for the average person. Uh, and that makes so much sense. If I'm laying on my side like that, that it would create this natural gap right there, which would make my hips mm-hmm. all uncomfortable, which probably right. would stress my low back. Right. And putting the pillow well, in there would... Yeah, and with my back was, yeah, because of uh, the previous injury with my QL. So it was like, I I just got used to that. And then I was like, ooh, this is much better. Like, yeah, it's relieving uh, a lot of pressure there between the hips and, and, the, and the lower back. So, you know, that helped me a lot. But I do sleep on my side a lot. So sometimes I'll, I'll wake up kinked in my shoulder. Are you you're a side sleeper then? Yeah, I is it, you have one side or the other always. Uh, it varies a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick with one side for the most part. I start on my left side, and then I I, I always start going to sleep on my left, and I always have to turn to my right to. That's get how to sleep. I used to be. Yeah, yeah. I really? used yeah I used to start on one side, and I'd probably lay there for about thirty minutes as I got really tired. And then I transition to the side I'd fall asleep. Isn't to. that weird? That is weird. I uh, and then I go sleep in a coffin. I can't what. I, I can't sleep on my back though, because I'll, I'll, I'll like. I think I might have sleep apnea because people will tell me like, "Dude, you fucking, you're snoring and then you stop breathing and you start breathing. That's not good." Katrina says I snore, uh, I snore. occasionally. I she, normally she says when I'm really tired, she knows I've been exhausted. It's been a long day, which I guess that's a lot. 
I snore, the, but my wife snores too. So boom, uh, you're way under the bus. Courtney, Courtney snores. Hell yeah! That cute, <laughs> too. that cute little face has oh, a real. I I recorded <laughs> it one day. Yeah, is it loud? She's gonna, she's gonna kill me, bro. You're not getting any sex oh, for so dude. long. She doesn't listen, so I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so. The next time I see her, that's the first time. No, I'm gonna be like, hey, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> we need Justin as a host. She, she <laughs> Don't get him kicked off the show. Castrate me. Don't do that. Oh, selling her out. Next, next question, please. Yeah, the next question is from Kevin X Death. Have you guys stopped to consider the growth of the show has occurred through either serendipity, people finding it randomly, or word of mouth? This seems to be similar to what you guys have said about past ventures. Would you guys discuss some of the strategies used to get such a strong organic growth? Oh, I thought Sa- you said orgasmic. Yeah. Yeah, organic growth. It's yeah, he orgasmic. says without sponsorship yeah, or advertising. Orgasmic serendipity. What's going on here? So what he wants to know. know. Well, My while, mind's tickled. While Adam googles the word serendipity, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it was a movie. I'm like, can, can right? does serendipity work right here? Serendipity's like it's like uh, it's like the universe so or like, is like euphoric. Or it, or no, it's like it's like the secret. What was that book? The secret. Oh or my you, god! If you put it out there, magic will. That's right. So. That's what serendipity means. I'm googling it right I'm, now. I, I believe that's what it is. Am oh. I am I correct, Doug? Yeah, there's a there's an element of luck and good timing, and yeah, the stars. It's like aligning. magic. Stars align. Am I a douchebag that I actually have to look this up? No, uh, I looked it up it's before not a we word started. I use. <laughs> I just well, it's like very often. Yeah. Why don't you read the all. definition of it? I've seen the movie. Huh? Hmm? Trying to remember the movie right now. Why don't you Who's look in it? Why is our Wi-Fi so slow, Doug? Sarah, Sarah, it's always you know what, this is, here's a good here's, this is good I want everyone to because this, this is just this is how real and raw we keep it I'll tell you guys when I don't fucking <laughs> yeah. know what the word is and Here, then I'll look it up because here's, you know here's the definition by the Webster Dictionary see Sal has Please. Google magic Lake, luck that takes the form of finding valuable or pleasant things that are not looked for oh so it's just the faculty or phenomenon of finding valuable or agreeable things not sought and, it's, a, it's a fancier word to say luck Kind of well, like that, but he—that's de- a great place to put it. So that's how I was. I was just checking to make sure we could put it. I've there. I've heard it used in in like I. So that's the definition. But the way I've heard people use it was like 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 the secret. Well, here's what like I you get, put I get, it out there. I get, it comes it, back I get this. I get this mm, from me. It's a noun. Serendipitous. It, an aptitude for making desirable discoveries by accident. Mm. Here, here's my theory on on mind pump and, <laughs> and how and how it did well. Uh, can you reread it though? Now that I fucked everything up there, because I told you it all existential. Read it one more time. I want to hear it. The whole thing. That's well, I was stuck on serendipity right away. I was like, "What are we talking it's about?" A, right why now? don't you read it while I talk? <laughs> huh? Because it's such a long, it's a long question. Why don't you read it while I talk? Okay. I think I, I think I texted it to everybody. Well, you did. Or I, I am that. right now. Okay. There it is. Okay, you got it. Are we all on board here? Are we we're gonna move on. We're going. So let me hear it. Here's my here's my my theory on this. Now, yeah, I have experienced this um, throughout my entire career. We're all all be in a new position, I'm running a new gym, and I'll go in there and really before I can even implement anything, things seem to be doing better. You know, many, many times I was thrown into gyms that were underperforming and the manager who was there before me was supposedly some good manager and so people were like, oh God, is this club, you know, is it even worth, is this club even going to succeed? They'll throw me in there and within the first week, it's like all of a sudden we have more walk-ins, we have more guests, we have more shit that that I could I don't I don't feel like I could have controlled, and so I, I don't understand how to how that you know that worked, but it's happened to me so many fucking times. It's really weird. 
uh, many times when I've needed to like get a space if I'm opening a business, like I'm looking, I'm looking, nothing's perfect. Then boom, something pops up and it's like perfect and it gives me everything I want and it's like half the cost and shit like that. So I, I think there there might be an element of that. I don't know what you want to call it. That's very unscientific of me. It's just very strange. <laughs> it's very the secret of it's you. very strange. You know, Adam would say it's you know baby Jesus. I don't I don't know necessarily what you know what's going on. But uh, the other part of it too is he's that, going to heaven. I would because yeah, he's going to heaven exactly. Yeah. The other part of it is this. I think we're underestimating the power of word of mouth. Mm. I really, really think so. I think, you know, especially with the internet, I think some people found Mind Pump, you know, entertaining, informative, whatever. They really liked it or it was different. Or maybe people were offended Mm. and it made them share it with people and it just kind of, you know, grew from there. And here's the thing. Mind Pump hasn't even gone viral. We've grown very quickly, but there will be a point where you kind of hit critical mass where it really gets big. And that happens to a lot of businesses. Well, think, I'm waiting for that. that I moment. think it's a couple of things. I think I think um, we all have like this intensive passion to uh, become successful at what we're doing, and all of a sudden now this is multiplied by one, two, three, four people wanting the same exact thing to be insanely successful. And so it's like it, all those factors combined. You know, like I, you know, personally speaking for myself, I could I could you know. Pre- you know, put it out there that I'm going to be successful at these things right now that I'm doing because, you know, I'm going to fucking do it. And that's, you know, my, my pledge, uh, not only to myself, but everybody around me knows that that's just what I do. And, uh, you guys are the same exact type of a person. And so, you know, it's a collective process. I think that, you know, each one of us are, are contributing to this, but you know, it, it's just, it's the reflection of our efforts to, to really master whatever it is we're doing. And then like the, I guess there's a luck element to it in that, um, people have been able to find it and then, you know, respond and connect with us on that level. Like, I think, um, it's definitely like we're relying on people to find us, you know, for sure, but we're still working really hard at this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's weird though. Like we, we do no advertising. Yeah. We've never done advertising. I think we, we did a yeah. porn ad. Well, we did a, the only advertising we ever did was we spent money on an ad on like you porn or something. Cause I, that'd be funny. Was it, was it this episode or the last episode that we did that you were just acting like the cute little naive girl? I don't remember. Was it was it this one? <laughs> I don't know. When I teased him about that, I don't. Uh, I don't know if, it? It, if, it, if, uh, if you're listening and I, I didn't remember. say it in this episode. I just said it in a recent episode. What colors his hair? You no, know, he has this little. He's playing this little naive schoolgirl right now, and it. I know. What are you talking about? You sound all humble not, and innocent. It's not, like, not playtime yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. Kev- I, went, I went too far. You're in a plaid skirt. Uh, I'm picturing this. Guy. I like Kevin, and Kevin. I know Kevin's asked questions before, and I can tell he's a smart guy himself. And I think he wants to, to know more information than uh, I think we just got lucky and people started fucking listening. No, there. Here's here's how it went really down. It's closer to what Justin said. That you've got a couple, you have, a, you know, four dudes in this room that have been, you know, grinding at business, different businesses all the time, and we had that same approach when it came to this one. And, you know, we knew any business that you start uh, there, obviously there's, there's, there's simple rules that apply. And this is where I think, you know, people that go to school for, for business, I think benefit from these type of things, like understanding the importance of timing and understanding having a need in the market and supply and demand and, and basic shit like that. So I think that's important to, to understand that and to understand that we knew damn well when we went into this. That, that this was important. We knew that mm-hmm. there there was a need for this. Yes, we we knew there's a huge problem in in the industry, and it, it it's collective. Through what was neat was 
each one of us have different diverse backgrounds and we had like a, a different opinion on it. We knew that the, the industry was fucked up. But honestly, I don't think any of us realized how fucked up it was until we all got in the room and we shared yeah. our own experiences right. of, oh my God, well, you know what's going on in the sport world and M&A already. Oh my God, you know what's going on over in the competitive world. Oh my God, you know what's going on in the basic supplement industry. I mean, each one of us were just like, it's so fucked up right now. And there, when you really think about it, there's not too many really good voices to turn to. So we knew that there was a huge opportunity there also. So we knew there was a message that we want to deliver, but we also knew there was an opportunity there. And so that's that was a, a big part of us heading this direction. And then there was other things that, for me personally, and we all, what's neat about this dynamic is that everybody has, you know, different things they bring to the table. And we always know that even when we're all not around each other, that each one of those guys is busting his ass for the the what the ultimate goal of what putting this all together. So the work is always being done, literally, literally always being done. Well, and, I want to say like like uh, you you hard work is essential for success always and we definitely bust our ass, we definitely put our asses out there. But we also did what you said. We took a major gamble mm-hmm. with the message that we have. We knew this. We we went out. We recorded. We recorded a bunch of episodes before we released the first ones because we wanted to have them ready. And we knew on each episode, like guys, we're talking crap about this and we're revealing this. And and we all agreed, like here we go. Let's take this gamble. So there's that. I don't think, it, like you said, nobody was doing that. It was a gamble. It could have backfired big time. Yeah, but it didn't. It resonated with people. And number two, you cannot discredit chemistry. Mm-hmm. You can't discredit the fact that the that I don't give a shit what That's we fucking point. I don't care what we do. This is what the listeners don't understand. We can go to lunch, we'll sit down, and we don't shut up. It's like this, blah, 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 and we're going back and forth. Yeah, but and half the time we're like, shit, I wish we were recording this. <laughs> like it just this just happens. Yeah, the, and these are all the magical things. And you talk about serendipity. That and this, yes, that is. A, I think all the things you said play a role. But I don't want you to neglect. So, like, here's a simple thing that I learned about Doug. You know, and we don't talk a lot about Doug and how important his role is in everything of all this magic. But, you know, one little simple thing. I remember when we first started this, we started in a living room and uh, we started in Doug's living room and he had all these like sound blankets and all this stuff. And he was so stressed out about how the sound sounded. I'm like, ah, and I was like, yes, Doug, who gives a fuck? Dude? Right. Let's, I know. We're all like, ah, whatever. Yeah. And I've heard podcasts. About but, that. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't really care about the sound. And in fact, and then when ours first came out, I was like, wow, we sound so much better and more professional than anybody right. else. And then we get a studio and then yeah. Doug's like, we got to build walls like this. Mics. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was want to be this close. So anal about all these things. Now, fast forward a year later, I realized, holy shit, these, these little things were yeah. so important to this business well you can hear it go ahead and listen to our old episodes and then you know right now and even and we were good dramatic then. Yeah, our, exactly, and our old episodes clarity wise were better than most podcasts and yeah you know this is this is something that doug brings to the table he's done all his research on podcasting and understands the importance of radio and he understands that you know you have to be as listeners feel like you're in the room with us that's a huge piece we could actually be talking about a bunch of bullshit and not even really good information and you're more likely to listen because how crystal so clear the yeah. studio yeah. and, and How what sexy what, this voice so is. So Doug's oh. role in producing this is something, and so I don't want you to think that this is all a bunch of luck. No, there's, it, it, there's what, many calculated things that come into the. What about the I'm logo? Glad you said that. What about the logo? Exactly. That's yeah. another one because I remember yeah. when we were deciding on even the name, even what, the name the that na- we chose, the name. But we were deciding on the logo, like how are we going to make the. And Doug finally is just like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to put yeah, the logo I'll just, out. I'll just put it together." And it's perfect because when you go on your iPhone and you look at podcasts, okay. You go on you go on your podcast and you go to search, you know, you go to like the featured or whatever. The 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 icons are small, it's on your phone, and you can't really see 
you know, if it's small words or pictures of people's faces and stuff that, you know, ideas that we had to yeah. put out there, it wouldn't have worked. When you look at Mind Pump, it's like Mind Pump. It's real big, yeah. stands out, the Simple, colors stand out. Yeah, you can navigate towards it. Totally. Yeah. And I think that made a big difference. I really do. So the, another one. I'm just going to stay on Doug for a little bit and then we'll yeah. move to everybody else. I'll <laughs> tell you how, how special and how much this is not just serendipity, okay? So, you know, Doug also is is the guy that was doing all the music, cutting all cutting and everything and putting producing everything out. Okay. One of the things that makes us really unique, and if you were to talk to another podcaster, another successful podcaster, and even when we first started this, I got an opportunity to talk to uh, um, the CEO for for Fox and he, Fox Sports or whatever. CEO, yeah, or the uh, producer, excuse me, okay. yeah, producer. I was like, you spoke dude. to the fucking CEO yeah, of Fox. You weren't even wearing a suit, you and you didn't asshole. tell us, you asshole. Fox Sports, and it yeah, was it was, it was the producer of that. So, and he was uh, he was commenting on our show. They are. They were. They acquire a podcast. Really, really big podcast. This, this was, was very, way. This, this is early days. Yeah, it was like three months in. Yeah. not even three months in. We were really. We were babies uh, in the world, and I got connected through Brendan because Brendan is on Fox Sports, and he connected me to him, and and we spent a good time talking. So, a great. I got a lot of good information. One of the things that he was so blown away was how little editing and the ability for us for content to get produced and to get to come out. And that's, we solely rely on Doug to be able to put these episodes. I mean, we got, we're getting four episodes. Uh, so more than every other day, an episode is getting released. There's no other podcast that does that. Not that I'm aware of. I don't know anybody else that's dropping four plus episodes. And sometimes we've done five well, and six. Well, let's, let's, let's be honest. Pretty soon it'll be, I'm not going to put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Don't put it out there. Yeah. No. But, the, but I, I could easily see us pushing the limit and going five. Keep us yeah. in one room for long enough, things happen. Doug was also the one to realize the importance of reviews. Uh, reviews drive, drive, drive us up on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And we knew early on this is why we do a review contest and we give out shirts because right. it's, it's worth it for us to give shirts out to people that are reviewing, giving us good reviews because that would bump us up in the ranks. And get and, more visibility. And we've got a lot more visibility. The higher you are on iTunes, the more visibility this podcast has. So there's a lot of things like this that happens about this business. And I hope one day that we actually do something that's a, a little more detailed than just answering a Q&A on this because there is. There's a lot of thought. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes that we made along the way, a lot of things that we've done right. But by no means is it, was there a bunch of chance and luck. Right. I, I've known these gentlemen. I knew who they were. We've, we've, I've talked before that I've known uh, th- hundreds, thousands of trainers that I've worked with for or around me. Um, and there's no two other men that I would rather have sitting in, the, in in these seats because it is the perfect dynamic when it comes to the content that you guys need to hear. I can find you guys another person who's just like me or just in the field like me that's hella cool and a buddy of mine to put on the show. <laughs> hella cool. So yeah. just like me, they're so cool. <laughs> yeah, so cool. But <laughs> very I, handsome and awesome. I, I knew, I knew too back then that it was going to be so important that you know. You, we were different and that we wouldn't agree on everything and that we'd have different views on stuff because I thought it was because fitness is science and it's evolving and changing. You can't just have, you can't just have one guy or even three guys that all agree on everything and see fitness the exact same way because how are you going to touch all these different personalities and different people with different goals? Mm-hmm. So, so much went into that. You know, we, there's, well, it's, it's, and the other thing too is, I mean, it's morphed quite a bit as we've gone along. Um, but at the end of the day, we we put our integrity above everything else. We always said from the very beginning, we're going to be very honest. We're going to say what we feel. We're going to talk about the truth, about what helps people get in shape, build muscle, burn body fat. We're not going to pull back. We're going to be totally honest and open. And hopefully people receive it well. Yeah. And our gamble was that people would. I, I, I talked at great depth 
I remember in our early meetings before we even recorded, like, listen, the market is ready for people to, to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. It's ready to swing in this direction. People have been lied to for too long, and people are sick of the before and after pictures and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's and why this is It worked. Yeah, it, it feels like easy for us because we're telling the truth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like, funny. Yeah, it is. It, it's so much easier to do that. And I always try and tell my kids that. It's like, it, like when you start like hiding behind things and making up stories to make up stories for the things that. You got to remember all that you have shit. To, like, you have to remember, like, oh, who am I going to piss off with this? Ooh, ooh, what am I going to do by that? Like, that. That's like that's like what the world is. Everybody puts up this big front, you know, for their boss or or for their you know uh, significant other or you know they're always trying to project this this person that they they make up, you know. And what I think is so unique and interesting about what what we're doing is like <laughs> we, we literally are these guys, yeah. you know. I, 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 I it's like whoa, I, I talk like this. Well, damn it! I I think it's a great point to piggyback on too because I think that uh, some of the, the part of the reason why we've had so much growth and especially lately. Um, is because I think we've we've honed in on some of our skills, and we knew that we knew that when we started this, we knew that you talk about work ethic and uh, the way we treat anything and every other business. Uh, one of my fair quotes: "How you do anything is how you do everything." I truly believe that. With with if you're the type of person that you know you you put your whole heart into anything that you do, then you you'll, you you know that that person's going to give that whether it be a podcast or competitive sport or training them doesn't matter. How you do anything is how you do everything. And everybody in this room is like that. You know, everyone's got this incredible work ethic. And I knew that even though none of us had ever done radio, nobody's done podcasting before. I knew that we would learn the craft. We would figure out, you know, when when to say something, when not to say something, when to let somebody else speak or when to, you know, interrupt them. Even when we started, we we knew that uh, like some of your best radio hosts, right, that are out there to this day right now, Howard Stern, probably one of the, the most popular uh, most downloaded, most listened to uh, radio host. And so we took a very Howard Stern approach when we started. We did that strategically. We knew that. When none of I, I'll be honest with you. If I listen back to the old episodes, how we talk now is like what Justin says, very much so more real like us. I cuss occasionally. I say things. Oh, that, we were overboard. When I'm, yeah, we were overboard. In over, the early days. Because we mm. wanted that shock and awe. We wanted to do that. Yeah, but, but we were nervous too. Yeah, of course. And that's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to tell Kevin fuck that there's, fuck, fuck. there was more, if you yeah. listen to our episodes now, I feel like we're more well-rounded. We're more like ourselves we're more real yeah we and just I, got more comfortable yeah so all the all these things and then you know social media nowadays is is such an uh, important piece to growing a business if you're building a business right now and it doesn't even matter if it's in fitness or not uh i i think that you well, you have to start building a social I media platform you, i think you're you were the only one with a real uh any kind of a following when we first started you had your Instagram following. I had barely gotten into Instagram, so I had nobody. Mm. Justin didn't have. I, any- I hated it. I was like, ah. Yeah. So I think that was that gave us a little bit of a foothold because you had your at the time I don't know twenty thousand followers or whatever, and it gave us a little bit of a foothold to get it get get the word out there. Well, that might have helped. I think that definitely helped. Well, and I don't I don't know if Kevin's listened before I me mean, share all that story, but I mean I did this all with a with a plan of of building that. I at that point I didn't know it was going to be mind pump. I knew that I was building a, a fitness business and I knew that I I would need to get myself out there. The whole point of competing was just to show people I'm not built to be a competitor. I've never wanted to be a competitor, but most certainly I can apply myself and watch me do it and mm-hmm. watch me work all the way up to a professional level. Never once did I have this crazy passion for it. It was all about business. I knew I would get the attention of, of people, and I did. I, I grew my social media following, but that wasn't that easy. It wasn't just me becoming a pro. I also had to learn how to do social media right. 
And I remember when I first started doing it and I first started my page, I was like looking at everybody else, what they're doing and kind of mm-hmm. modeling some mm-hmm. stuff and trying to do this. And what's awesome, and it goes back to what Justin just said before, now my my Instagram is literally me. Well, because we've now built Mind Pump to be huge. But when I was growing my Instagram, mm-hmm. I had to be, I was always constantly trying different posts out. Well, what, what, what gets more attention to more people? Yeah. Yeah. And not because of I wanted it for a popularity contest because I was trying to build a fucking business. Yeah, you're trying out the formula yeah. and, and you're being like very critical and watching all the analytics and everything and you know that that's i'm glad this was a uh you know we kind of elaborated further on this question is because you know a lot of people have this misconception that uh i'm gonna start a podcast and um you know oh if you guys had like organic growth like how do you replicate that and all this kind of stuff well there's a a lot of thought that that went into this what it is well the the reality is this this is the 100 percent reality I've only known you guys for maybe a year and a half, personally, right? We, we met right before Mind Pump. Um, Mind Pump's only, it, it just started in uh, two, in January 2015, so it's a new show. Uh, I only knew Doug for a few years before that. But really, it's the it's all the work that's culminated in this at this point. It's, it's at the age of 18, you know, uh, running my first fitness department at 19, running gyms and owning gyms. It's all the work that we've done all the way up to this point. It's all the times we've swung the bat and missed Mm -hmm. because this is not the first time I've busted my ass. This is the 50th time. I I don't know. I don't know how many times it is, (laughs) but uh, if this was baseball, it would have been struck out a hundred times. Mm -hmm. That's how many times I've swung the bat and eventually you connect and you hit a home run. And uh, that's what we've done, I think, with Mind Pump. Well, and the one thing that we haven't said about something Chris Lamb, uh, Maps Red, Maps Red was a game changer, and we knew that would be a game changer for so many people. So that was, and we knew that we weren't going to be partnering with supplement companies. We knew that obviously there's got to, we got to find a way to monetize, and we knew it was going to be challenging with programs, but because there's not a ton of money in programs. Once you buy our program, you never have to buy the program again. If you've got it, you own it for the rest of your life. That we knew was, it was going to be tough for us to make a lot of money doing that, but we, it didn't matter to us. We knew that it was that good that we knew that it was spread word, which is what we're seeing right now. It's to me that the neatest part of the organic growth is watching how many lives were truly changing. I mean, that's like the kicker in all this. Like it was to build this business it was to get this message out we knew we were going to help people but the the big reward the big payback that we're getting now is now we're influencing thousands and thousands of people that we get flooded now in our inbox with you know transformation pictures and people constantly sharing long old stories on what we've brought to them what we've done for them like that to me is like i mean that's that makes everything you know what i think what makes me the most proud is the the trainers that we've influenced because Mm -hmm. think of all the clients that they train we have a huge uh you know that's Listen, probably our largest demographic. If our, you are, we have a huge demographic yeah. that are personal trainers. If you were to ask me what no, I think, I'm of proud of that. I am. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, I'll tell you what. If you go on like our forum, our private forum, whole shitload of the, uh, a bunch of them are personal trainers, good trainers. Yeah, some of them are excellent trainers. I've seen them comment on things like muscle imbalances and corrections. I'm like, wow, we've got some legit trainers on our forum. What makes me proud is that we've able to influence personal trainers because think of all the clients that they're training, mm-hmm. and think of now. Uh, the impact that you're having on the industry where when people have think about the time they worked with the trainer, a lot of times the, the it, it wasn't a great experience or they got injured or they didn't get very far or they made them super sore. They just beat the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting a lot of trainers. I went to a gym. A, a friend of mine works at a, a gym that I went to and I met five trainers. Every single one of them 
listen to Mind Pump, every single one of them had changed the way they trained their clients as a result. And every single one of them was seeing better results with their clients. And their clients were happier with the way that they were training them. And I'm, I think like, God, I'm at, think of all the people that that mm-hmm. is going to help. That's what makes me the most proud is, the, is you those know, people. You just reminded me of something. Somebody asked a question recently and we didn't answer it. And it was, you know, uh, what was your proudest moment you ever had in your life? And I was like, fuck, that's so deep. And I don't yeah. know if I can think of that right now. The you time just, I, at the time you, I beat Zelda in under 30 minutes. You, <laughs> you just said How something that actually that? probably reminds me, and I can't, at this moment, I can't think of a time that I felt more proud than this. And it, it wasn't breaking a record. It wasn't my biggest year of revenue. It wasn't uh, anything like that at all. My proudest moment, I'll, I'll never forget, and I shared this with you guys the other day, was I remember sitting in a meeting with, with uh, my district manager leading it, and there was 12 people in the room. And out of the 12 people... Eight were other managers that worked for me that I had trained and developed into leaders. And that, to me, when I think back, like what I was most proud of it, bef- bef- over anything else that I ever accomplished uh, in fitness or financially or personally in my life, I think uh, even winning some big games in sports, like that probably takes the cake. When I think about that, that'll, that, that moment's forever ingrained in me. And when I compare it to any other big moment and you just reminded me of like, that's how I feel and talking about trainers. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed in the sense that we found something that we love to do. And, and when you love to do something, I don't consider it work. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, pro- I, Katrina hates me probably because I, I do, I work around the clock, but I don't feel like I'm working because I'm constantly responding. Oh my responding. God. It's so fun. Oh yeah. You're- it's so fun. I can't wait to see, some of the new exercise programming that's going to come out uh, because we're creating a new market mm-hmm. with because we're making it you know cool again to you know look at exercise programming because yeah, people have forgot all that. about it mm-hmm. and now people are getting great results with because we've you know we've put together extra pr- expert programming. I believe it's going to start a new market where trainers are going to come out and start making programs and mm-hmm. it, that are actually science based and I can't wait to see what comes out because. Um, I'm always open to learn. I know some, some really smart people out there. Mm-hmm. Some of the modifications people have made to the programs that we've designed are, are freaking uh, amazing. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait for that. Um, listen, if you like Mind Pump, please leave us a five-star rating and review. And if it's good, you might win a free t-shirt. You can also check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. I'm at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.